Hello and welcome to the 125th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. I have a question for you. Do you wear a hat? Please repeat. Do you wear a hat? Do you wear a hat? <laughs> Do you? When was the last time you wore a hat? Have you ever worn a hat? What's the verb in those questions? Wear, right? The verb is wear. And how do you conjugate the verb to wear? Wear, wore, worn. But what's a hat? Well, a hat is a covering for the head, right? This thing we put on our head to cover our head. And many times a hat has a brim. Are you familiar with the word brim? If I say brim, how do you spell it? B-R-I-M. You know what a brim is. A brim is that round, flat part that comes out from the hat. Wear, wore, worn. Again, the way we conjugate the verb to wear. Yeah, so I am wearing shoes. I am wearing a shirt. I am wearing some pants. I am wearing a hat. Actually, I'm not. I'm wearing a cap. Now, remember the verb to wear. It sounds like where, like where are you from? It also sounds like the word wear, which is spelled W-A-R-E. War, the past tense of the verb to wear, sounds like W-A-R, war. And worn, W-O-R-N, the participle of the verb, sounds like worn, W-A-R-N. Anyway, but let's look at W-A-R-E, wear. What is a wear? A wear refers to manufactured articles, products, goods, Right, we talk about silverware. What is silverware? Knives, forks, and spoons. Software. Well, software, we know what software is. The instructions that control a computer or the computer programs. Hardware, the physical electronic parts of a computer. What about a warehouse? What's a warehouse? A warehouse is a place to store your wares. But anyway, back to the question. Do you wear a hat? I sometimes wear a hat. I wear primarily two types of hats, a ski hat, when it's cold outside, and a baseball hat, which we also call cap. Now, this is funny because I usually say baseball hat, but that's probably not right. The correct word would be baseball cap. So what's the difference? Good question. What is the difference between a hat and a cap? Well, a hat is the word we use to describe any type of covering for our head, other than a helmet. And caps are usually smaller and more compact than hats. So that's why we say cowboy hat and baseball cap. Now, as I mentioned before, a hat has a brim, which is the edge, and a cap has a visor. All right, so I am wearing a baseball cap right now, and the thing that sticks out that protects your eyes from the sun is called a visor. Question, is the word cap a verb? Yes, it is. Is it regular or irregular? It's regular. So if it's regular, how do you spell it in the past? C-A-P-P-E-D. And how do you pronounce it? Capped. Capped. So what does the verb to cap mean? Well, it means lots of different things. I think of when you have to put the cap on top of the Coca-Cola bottle, you know, so that the carbonation doesn't escape. Put the cap back on. Have you capped the bottle? Something that frustrates me when people don't put the cap back on the bottle and all of the carbonation disappears. So you need to cap the bottle so that the carbonation doesn't disappear. If you don't cap the bottle, the Coca-Cola in this case becomes 
flat. Are you familiar with the word flat? The adjective flat. If something is flat, it means it doesn't have any carbonation. The other meaning of the verb to cap means to prevent from growing or spreading. It's like to put a limit on something. Many of you have heard about the salary cap, like in the NBA, for example. When the National Basketball Association puts a limit on how much money a team can spend on the player's salary, that is called a salary cap. And something else about caps. How about people who always write in all caps? Please repeat. Please don't write in all caps. Please don't write in all caps. Yeah, if you write in all caps, it's kind of rude. That means that you are writing everything with capital letters. So don't write in all caps. Some people do it to express anger. I am angry, so I am going to write in all caps. Or some people do it when they are trying to emphasize something. But anyway, back to hats. Hats off to Rafael Nadal for winning the Australian Open and therefore winning his 21st Grand Slam tournament. Hats off to Nadal. Hats off to Nadal. You know the expression, hats off. If you say hats off to somebody, you are expressing congratulations to them. Right? So hats off. It's like you are removing your hat as a gesture of respect. So hats off to Nadal as he has won his 21st Grand Slam tournament. Question, have you ever heard of the expression to be as mad as a hatter? And by the way, hatter is spelled H-A-T-T-E-R. To be as mad as a hatter. What's a hatter? A hatter is somebody who makes hats. So if you are as mad as a hatter, you are crazy. So you can use this expression from now on. You know what? You are as mad as a hatter. Now remember, mad, the word mad in American English usually means angry. But in this case, of course, mad means crazy. So a hatter is somebody who makes hats. And this goes back to the 17th century when people who made hats, these hatters, used a substance called mercuric nitrate, which was in essence poison. It was part of the manufacturing process to make hats. Nobody knew it was poison, but it was poisoning these poor hatters. And they were basically driven crazy. This mercury, this poison, was absorbed into their lungs and then into their blood and that went into their brain and it gave them all types of terrible pathological effects. Shyness, depression, apathy, irritability, and of course craziness. So there's the expression for you, to be as mad as a hatter. Now, as you know, we have incorporated a new game into Crosby's Nine. It's called the Vowel Game. You know how it works. Are you ready to play? What are the rules? I spell the word and you say it. Here we go. L-A-S-T. Last. Did you get it? Of course you did. Last. It's funny. Every time I think of the word last, I think of a great song by the Scottish group Delamitri called Always the Last to Know. Check it out. It's from 1992. Next word. L-E-S-T. What does L-E-S-T mean? For fear that, it's pronounced lest, it's a conjunction, and it means for fear that. Let me give you an example. During the pandemic, we were ordered to stay at home lest we catch the COVID virus. So lest means like for fear that. Next one, L-I-S-T. List, 
Of course, you know that one list. It's a record of information, a list of people's names, a printed list. It's a verb. Okay, the next one, L-O-S-T, lost. Of course, you know the word lost. I don't know where I am. I'm lost. It's when you don't know how to get somewhere. But my question for you is, what's the infinitive of the participle lost? Lose. Lose, lost, lost. Next question. How do you spell lose? L-O-S-E, one O. And finally, the last word, L-U-S-T, lust. <laughs> what is lust? Lust is a very strong sexual desire. It's this powerful feeling of wanting something. Some people talk about the lust for life. And lust is a regular verb. So if you lust for something, or if you lust after something, you have this wish, this very, very earnest wish to own or enjoy something. So to lust for or to lust after. Anyway, that's all the time we have for the 125th episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks for tuning in. As usual, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.